welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and welcome to another Flying Solo Podcast. Now look, before I get going, I'm so excited to tell you about our new Work Your Way course. It's an online course featuring over eight hours of video delivered in 82 bite-sized lectures and supported by exercises, worksheets and online discussion. Please, please, please take a look at it and tell us what you think. Head to soloism.com and use the promo code podcast for a 10% discount. Great. Now, look, I'm also very excited to be speaking to my guest today, Catherine Plano, who helps inspire, inform, and empower people to live a life to their fullest potential. She's an executive coach, speaker, and editor-in-chief of I Am Woman magazine, and we're going to look at how to create a winning mindset for 2017. Hello, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Robert, for having me on the show. It's look, an honor. Oh, that's so kind. So look, a winning mindset for 2017. You know, here we are at the beginning of another year. So I'm dying to find out how do we do it? How do we get into the year with, a, with that kind of mind where everything's going to work really smoothly and beautifully? What, what, are, what are your tips? So my first tip is really to understand and know exactly what you want. So having a vision, it's really important because I think a vision is one of the most important aspects of developing a mindset, a winning mindset. And the way that I do it is when I'm really clear about what I want to do. And it could be as simple as three things that I create um, at the start of every year. Uh, and they're my three goals, my three big goals for the 12 months. And I'm really clear about what I want. And I think it's really important because it helps um, uh, with everything that I do. So, mm. you know, when I'm actually doing activity, I look at my vision board and say, is what I'm doing right now relevant to my goal? And if it isn't, then I don't do it. So can I, I'm going to stop you right there. So when you talk about that, a couple of questions I've got immediately is when you've got these kind of, uh, as you said, the three th three goals that you have in your vision, is it firstly, is it is it do you think it's important that we have that sort of number? Should we make sure we've got kind of more than one? No, you could have one. I mean, I'm a, I'm a three person. I do everything in threes. I don't know what it is. I think three must be my lucky number, but everything I do is three. And I think that for me, I do three big ones. And then, of course, there's little ones that you that go under that as, as I plan my year out. They're little milestones because what for me, what that does helps me move towards my goal. So I'm ticking them off as I'm moving forward. But you can have two. You can have one. I wouldn't go more than three. I think then it becomes too overwhelming. Yeah, okay. And are these goals then that are just to do with your work or are they to do with your life? I mean, I'm assuming they're a bit broader than just our work. I think a combination. I think it's really important to have a bit of a balance. Um, you know, as solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, we tend to, uh, you know, work very long hours. And mm. I think it's because we love what we do. So it never feels like we're really working. So you do it evenings, you do it on weekends. I think it's really important to have a bit of a balance. So your vision board might be that you want to practice mindfulness as part of your, your daily uh, regime kind yep. of thing. It might be meditation. So you might put that on your vision 
Education Board. Um, it doesn't all have to be about work, but I think if it's – and you can have different ones. You can have a small vision board focusing on – your work, mm. and then a small vision board focusing on your personal stuff. So you can do it that way as well. I think it's up to the individual and how they feel aligned to it. Yeah, okay. And you're you're using the phrase vision board. Now, that means something to me, but I'm not sure if it's the same. So what, what do you mean by vision board? So I get a, a big size. It's an A3 size of red cardboard, and then I cut out like many years ago. I've been doing this for a long time. Right. Um, I used to buy lots of magazines and go through the oh, magazines. Okay. But what I do now is I actually go through the internet. So much more easier. Find exactly the pictures that you feel aligned to your goals. Cut them out. Glue them on my vision boards. Uh, my vision board and use some words. Now, the reason I use visuals is this. When we want to get our unconscious mind on board with what we want to create for ourselves, the unconscious mind speaks the language of pictures. Hmm. And it's the best way to help, um, you know, m create movement yeah, gotcha. and direction. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, look, that, that's that's exactly the, my understanding of vision board. So we, we agree. And I've, I've got mine right behind me as we speak. So I'm, I'm you've I'm sold on that one. All right, perfect. So we get our clear, clear sort of goals, whether they're one, two, three, but not too many. We uh, translate those ideally into something visual. And as you said there, we can use these as a, as a kind of a gauge. Do I do this? Is this serving, is this serving the goal that I'm after? Is it serving my vision? So I can see that's for anybody that hasn't got that sort of thing in place. That's a great way to kick off. So where to next? So the next piece is creating a mission statement, and that's really getting clear on your why, why you are here, your purpose. And I think your purpose really helps you develop and guide you um, and create a really successful strategy. So what I do is I, I really, in three questions, is what do I want to be, what do I want to do, what do I want to have? And I think as as uh, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, what we do is we tend to focus too much on what we want to have. Mm. And therefore, we're constantly running around doing these things and sometimes not necessarily aligned with what we want to have. And then we are completely exhausted. And I, I like to reverse engineer that whole process. And I like to say, you know, what do I want to be? And I focus on being that very thing. So for me, it's, you know, if I want to, uh, for, so my purpose is to empower, inspire and motivate others. That's what I want to do. Whether right. it's in my writing or my speaking, I know my why and I'm really passionate about it. And sometimes I speak to people and they say, look, I don't really know what my purpose is. And I say, you know what, follow your heart. All you need to do is follow your passion and lead with purpose to find your success. The purpose will, will, will happen automatically if you do what you love. Mm. And the other thing I ask is imagine if you had your mission statement up on a billboard. Uh, on a billboard. Yep. What, would you, what do you want it to say? What do you want to be known for? Yeah, and this is about the reason you exist and it's your purpose. So getting to your why is that unconscious driver. Hmm, okay, lovely. And what were the what were the three points you had again? It was um, what. So, what do I want to be? Mm -hmm. What do I want to do? And what do I want to have? Okay, perfect. And what you're saying is just be careful that you don't have the what do you want to have as the kind of the only thing that you're that you're that's, that's pulling you forwards. 
And I think that that's what we all do. We mm. always look at, I want to make more money, I want to be successful, and it's all external stuff. And so what you then end up doing is running around like a chook without a head, um, when in actual fact, it's the other way around. Just be that very thing. So if you can actually um, believe it and see it and feel it, it will happen automatically. And the way that you go about doing your day-to-day things is very different if you're focused on being that very thing rather than focusing on having. Mm. Can I query one thing with you there, and knowing that you work with a, with a number of people in this sort of area, is how do you handle it when somebody has as their, you know, what they want to be is something that is just a little bit out of reach, a bit unrealistic? What do you say to those people? Uh, give me uh, to me. I say, dream big. Okay. Uh, you know, and I think that for me, if if it's out of reach, then then there's a uh, I guess that there's there's a disconnect. If you whatever you want to be, if you really don't feel it and you don't see it, and we use I use visualization as a technique as well, yep. uh, then it's not going to happen for you. So you know, it can be as big as you want, but mm. if you can see yourself. Uh, standing in front of a stage talking to thousands of people and you really believe that you can do it with every ounce of your being, nothing's going to stop you. No. I don't, that's, yeah, that's a great point. And I guess also it's going – I was thinking of something you said a moment ago where, you know, and uh, forgive me if I've not got the right exact words, but what you're saying is one of the things that, that drives you is that you want to inspire and motivate people. You know, everyone that you kind of come into contact, that's what you want to do. Now, what somebody might have had as as the thing that pulls them forward is they want to be, you know, the world's bestseller on Amazon.com uh, in the inspirational space. And that might be something that's like, well, hang on a minute, that's just, that's a bit of a leap from where you are. Whereas what you, the way that you're phrasing it with your example is just everyone you touch, you want to inspire and motivate, or whatever your exact words were, um, which is which is more realistic and more doable, and it it might be steps on the way to something much bigger. But yeah, okay, I, I think I, I just sometimes I find people um, when they're asked to sort of dream big, they can sometimes dream a bit too big, and then if you're looking at something, not well, maybe not too big, but putting it in language that that just doesn't kind of resonate strongly enough. Do you come across that? Oh, yes. I know what you're saying. Like, mm. I want to sm- sell a million copies on Amazon. Mm. And I think that I don't put, I don't like to be, I like to get specific, but also sometimes when we get too specific, we put ourselves in a box. Mm. And so then we, you know, all we focus on is selling a million books. And that's fine. Look, it works for some people. But I also have worked with people that it doesn't actually happen mm. for them. And then it goes, they, everything goes backwards for them. They start feeling doubtful. Yeah. Uh, start feeling like uh, they're not worthy of what they're doing. You know, what am I doing? Mm. That kind of thing. So yeah, that's think- exactly the thing. I think is it, that that's. I guess that was the, the bit I was thinking. Is that some, if you've got something there and you're thinking, well, here's another day where I haven't sold a million books. You know, what a failure I am. That's not working for you, is it? It's got to be something that you can achieve, but that that is big and say dreaming big, but uh, keeping it real. Yeah, and mm. have flexibility about your your vision as well. You know, not not like I said, not too too specific. I mean, the more specific you are, of course, the better. But sometimes it closes off other opportunities because your point of focus is just on Amazon. Mm. But there could be so many of the other platforms that you could open yourself up to. Sure. Okay. Great. All right. I'm going to try not to interrupt you quite so much. Going on. <laughs> I think I've just had no. a strong coffee. Right. That was number one and two. What about number three? Number three. 
consistency. And I think about mm. being consistent and that means every day. See, uh, to be consistent means to be fully dedicated completely dedicated in what you are doing. So, and I think that what happens is we can get so distracted with emails and phones and, you know, so forth. I think that once you um, decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. And I write down a list of the things that I need to do. And then I'll look at what needs to be done today. What can I delegate? What can I, you know, whatever that may be. Because I mean, I have, I'm not an expert in everything and there's certain tasks I do delegate. For example, example, if I need to get something um, you know, I might go to my graphic design, for example, to get something designed. Mm. Um, so I look at the things that I need to do, but I think consistency is um, something that you do every day. So whatever it is, and consistency on your goal, whatever your vision and mission is, do that every day. Get into a habit of, of um, repeating it on a daily basis. And even if it's only 10 minutes, 30 minutes, so for example, um, if you want to write a book, Mm. and um, you're also building your business, so you're constantly being busy. But as long as you work towards your book, uh, you, know, you know, 30 minutes a day or an hour a day, you're actually chipping away with, at it. And what that does too is when you start seeing that you're being consistent, um, you're building memory, and you can, you can actually start seeing that there's been um, your this progress in your work and you're moving forward. So that brings a bit of excitement. So consistency to me brings success. Yeah, okay, love that point. When you say building memory, what do you mean there? Is that are you talking about pathways in your brain, or are you what do you mean? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So it takes twenty one. So neuroscience is it takes twenty one days, consistent twenty one days, to build a new new neural pathway. Then it takes forty four days to actually start building muscle, and sixty six days it's it's done. That habit <laughs> is embedded into into the brain. So I have this. 21-day sheet or it's a tracker. And so I make sure that whatever goal it is that I am setting for myself, I am being consistent every single day repeating it, even if it's 10 minutes, whatever it is. Um, But by practicing it creates that, that it's like a a muscle memory. Mm. I love that. 21, 44 and 66. So is that 21 stop, then another 44 stop, then another 66? Or is it kind of cumulative? Con- it has to be consistent. So it yeah, means okay. this, that if I'm doing whatever it is, a task that I'm, I'm working towards and I get to day 16 and then day 17, I get really overwhelmed with other work and I'll go, that's okay, I'll just do it the next day. It doesn't work that day. Oh, that back way. to the beginning. Yes, exactly. Back to the beginning. Mm. So you do your 21 days, then you do your 44. So you're ticking it away as, you, as you're going through it until you hit 66. consistent days and the neuroscience has kind of proven this have they oh absolutely absolutely they can see that it it actually um that's how you create habits and rituals yeah okay so uh, one more question on that i just got to ask you so when you get to 21 days does something happen do you feel a bit different or is it just it's kind of going on in your mind it's not a there's nothing conscious that sort of happens Uh i'm guessing Oh, you're starting because you're seeing the results. You're seeing you're building from the ground up. You're being disciplined. So you're feeling better about yourself because you're actually working towards your goal and staying on track. Hmm, lovely. All right, twenty-one days. I can I can work with that. That's 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 a, that's a lovely time span. So anyone listening, right? Starting from today, twenty-one days. What's your new habit? Let's get some consistency going. Lovely. All right, Catherine. Number four. 
Number four, I always practice gratitude. And I think that by practicing gratitude, that brings an abundance mindset. So every day, it could be a gratitude journal. It could be just on a piece of paper, whatever that may be. I personally, I like to buy myself a gratitude journal every year. And I just write three positive experiences or outcomes. They don't have to be big, but I think it helps you celebrate the small wins. It could mm. be as simple as uh, a client's returned my email or a, or, or a call, or I've secured a small win, whatever that may be. I think that also, you know, now there's a famous uh, saying by Border that gratitude turns what you have into enough. Um, If you're, because otherwise, if you're, um, if you're constantly looking at what you don't have, then that brings about a negative mindset. But if you're constantly being grateful and appreciating for everything that you have around you, it ends that poverty consciousness. Mm, I love that. So what was that quote again? Gratitude turns what you have into enough. Into enough. That's, I'm very grateful you said that. That's very no. very nice. And I think too that gratitude is an appreciation for what you have. So so it's 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 magnetic. So the more that the more and this is what I I experienced myself that when I first, you know, I was wor- working in a corporate environment, very successful, earning lots of money and decided to go out on my own. And that first 12 months was probably the, the hardest 12 months of my life. And what I did was I was very much in that poverty mindset. Where's my money going to come from? Where, mm. you know, that kind of, and it was consistent. But as soon as I shifted my mindset and being grateful for everything else that I had around me, this is when I started attracting more clients and more business to myself. That's lovely. I must, you've just reminded me something that we did with our young son and we've fallen off the wagon a bit doing that. I must reinstate it where we'd sit around the dinner table and talk about um, three things that we were grateful for from the day. So I think I'll bring that back in starting now. So lovely. That was number mm. four. Number five. So no, number five is having a curiosity or learning mindset. And I think this is really important because as solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, we don't have to have all the answers. And I think that if we stay stuck in thinking that we're the expert, uh, we're closing ourselves off from learning anything else. And we don't have to have all the answers. But I think by having that learning mindset keeps the mind open to new ways of doing things. And I think that cultivating a curiosity mindset requires that you ask as many questions as possible. So I am constantly probing my brain with questions. And sometimes if I can't answer them, I will find out externally how to get those answers. And I think that too, having that curiosity mindset spots the opportunity there's that others won't see because they're stuck in their way. So I think that's Having that learning and curiosity mindset is another way of having a successful business. I think that's a great point. And I, I, I just love, personally, I love the word curiosity. I have, be curious is what I have at the top of my uh, little sort of podcast folder when I'm preparing for a new podcast. Is, is cu- I think curiosity is such a lovely word, isn't it? And if we bring that sort of behavior uh, into our work and into our life, um, it makes us better listeners. It makes us more attentive. It's just wonderful. And it's, it's. I think also too, when you're networking and you're speaking to other people, or coming into an environment or an event with that curious, uh, curious mindset and mm. asking questions, this is how you build really strong uh, rapport and relationships as well. And they feel um, valued because you've mm. been asking them all these questions. But also helps you, um, you know build on your ideas as well yeah totally no it's 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 i can't think of a better way to really demonstrate interest 
than to practice being curious. You know, mm. it's it's uh, it, it's something, and it's so interesting, isn't it? When you when you in conversation with somebody who just really doesn't have any great curiosity, it's it can be quite a uh, you know a laboured conversation where someone who's curious, you know, the young, the young are so brilliant at being curious. Seems mm. to me, you know, and uh, a great point. Okay, lovely. Where to now? I'm excited. What's the next one? No, the next one is, uh, and I'm big on this one. There is no such thing as failure. Only, only feedback. And mm. I, th- I look at everything as an opportunity. So I don't go, oh, I failed, because fail also, um, to me, that's it's it's such such an impact on mm. motivation. When I feel I fail, it keeps me stuck in whatever's happened. But if I look at if something's happened and events occurred, and I go, wow, this is an opportunity for me to work on it, it brings you forward and creates movement and I think that it keeps you more positive optimistic helps you come up with solutions rather than being stuck in I have failed so I think having that optimistic mindset and that everything is an opportunity around me um, is is how to you know having that winning mindset and I always look back at Thomas Edison Thomas Thomas I'm so glad you're going to use this yep (laughs) Yeah, I he always, you know, and I have this, I'm big on this quote. Mm. I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Now, if he'd have given up after the first attempt, we may still be living in the dark. Mm. And I always think about that. He doesn't he doesn't think of he was very flexible in his way of thinking about failure. And I think that we I think if we think that way that everything's an opportunity and feedback, it's um uh, it, this is your winning, uh, your winning mindset. Totally, and uh, I, I agree. And I think that the failure word is—it's so often dragged out by people that are trying to flog us stuff. Um, but it, it has no place, I think, in business. It just—it's the, there's there's no merit in uh, in using it or thinking it. It's just it's it, it, you know, Edison's quote. I think is is a very powerful one in that sense. It's not everything works in life and business. It doesn't always work. Doesn't mean no. it's, doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means let's let's go on and move on to something else. And it's, uh, yeah. I look. Don't get me started on failure. Um, lovely. So was that number six? Yeah, that was number that six. Was number, and I gosh. think I think for me to be flexible is really important because I know that over the years I have you know made mistakes and I've embraced my mistakes. And I think by being flexible as well, we may come up with an idea and think this is the the right way to go about it. But I think that sometimes what I have uh, um, discovered is when we are very um, set in our way and this is the way we're going to go and this is the way we're going to go about our business and not being flexible sometimes we get stuck um you know i guess at a dead end road Mm. Uh, but when there's flexibility it allows us to i guess present different pathways and different avenues that we can go uh, that will lead us to where we want to lead to yeah and look and i think uh, again i love that and i think there's a difference between being sort of blowing in the wind <clears throat> and just going wherever the wind takes you versus flexibility, but you know where you're going, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and that's what you're talking about here is so much yep. is about, you know, having this vision, having your mission, being consistent, you know, once we've got those sort of ducks lined up, if you like, then being flexible within that, of course, that's, that's life, you know, that's natural, but if you haven't got that vision and that mission and that that clear sort of sense of what you're here for, then I think it's just too easy to be blown off and distracted and disrupted and all of those things, you know. So that look, they're ter- terrific, Catherine. I think some really good points, and I'm I'm hoping that 
um, that people listen will go back through and maybe listen to those again and take those points out. For me, I love that notion of the the twenty one days, you know, moving up to sixty six days. I think that's just just a great sort of um, oh, it's a reminder of of how wonderful our brains are, and I think what what the world of neuroscience is discovering on a sort of daily basis is just so fascinating so very pleased to have, to have heard that from you so thank you so much oh you're most welcome and I think it's about keeping it simple I think you know it's it's amazing how many of us including myself before I really got onto this journey is we jump into things without actually thinking them through you know thinking them through as to why is it that I really want to do this you know not having that time to take that time out to pause and really reflect on what is it that you want to create for yourself and I think that's really important Lovely. And look, um, so if people would like to find out more of you and read more of your work, they can head to Catherine, that's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Catherine Plano, P-L-A-N-O, CatherinePlano.com. And uh, I know there's stacks of information on there. I know you have your run your own podcast as well, uh, your I Am Woman magazine. So lots of lots of resources there for people to check out. Um, I'm fascinated that you do everything in threes. I think that's really interesting as well. Um, but I, what, I, what I'm also dying to ask you, so you made the move from the big end of town. You went out on your own. How long ago was that and would you ever go back? Uh, eight, nine years ago, I think it was, around okay. that. Um, uh, would I go back to the environment that I was in? No, right. absolutely not. Like. Not at all. And I think that, you know, I'm so grateful that I pushed through as, you know, I'm sure we all go through this when we first jump out into the, the big, wondrous world. Mm. Uh, I think the I, nothing ever really prepares you for it until no. you're in it. And I think like, you know, working for a large corporation where you've got, you know, marketing department, sale department, mm. all of these things, and then all of a sudden you're out on your own and you don't have that backup and you don't have, you've got to do it all on your own. That was it was such a growing experience for me as well as, um, you know, all my stuff came up when I was going through that. I was going through self-doubt, self-worth, you know, who am I? Who am I trying to kid here? You know, all of those things, your self-beliefs, and you've got to work through these. And I think that sometimes people allow those things to get in their way and stop them dreaming, stop them doing the things that they want to do, that they would love to do. Quite right too. And look, it's a shame we didn't <clears throat> we didn't have our work your way course at that point, but uh, it's been designed for exactly that reason. But uh, so I can't can't resist that little segue. I'll just mention to people again: work your way our new online co- online course. The place to go is solism dot com and use the promo code per- podcast for a ten percent discount. So, Catherine Plano, thank you again for joining us, and uh, here's to a wonderful two thousand and seventeen. Uh, and thank you for sharing your time with Flying Solo. Thank you so much, Robert, for having me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 